We running this, let's go. I'm on a boat, I'm on a boat. Everybody look at me, cause I'm sailing on a boat. I'm on a boat. Greetings everyone, welcome to episode 12 of Salt Ships and Scuttlebutt, a World of Warships podcast. Greetings to my co-host Bexy, how are you doing this fine weekend, Bex? Outstanding mate, very, very well. Having a uh, wonderful bit of climate at the moment, uh, so really enjoying my days outside and uh, and getting increasingly frustrated by World of Warships. <laughs> yes, yes, uh... Don't know what your frustrations could be. Don't know what your frustrations could be. Uh, we have a very special guest joining us from the motherland where our head of state still reigns, even if she has had a COVID. Greeting to Painzor. Hello. How are you doing? Uh, I'm all right. I'm just, I'm just like, you're just like, that, that's quite an introduction. It's like, oh yeah, we're going to be talking about the Queen now. Like, oh, the God, Queen. I'm not with part of this. Hey, hey, that's okay. And thank you for joining us. You are our first EU guest, believe it or not, in 12 episodes. Yeah, it turns out that, like, actually, like, organizing a time slot that is, like, viable for both people on the opposite sides of the globe is quite difficult unless somebody is, like, like me and doesn't go to sleep till really late at night. So, yeah, understandable. Plus, you've got to try and find a way to coordinate with the prison guards to let us convicts actually come in the air. Actually, you get visitation time, you know, it's fine. Hey, this, this is taking into our um, conjugal visit time, so we're, we're very upset down here in the colonies. I, I wasn't aware it was this kind of meeting. Okay. <laughs> this is an R-rated stream, yeah. All right, let me just let me just get my um. I'm just gonna go into the cupboard, find the lewdest thing I can, put that on. You can't see it, but you know I'll feel better about it. (laughs) Uh, Look, who who says that the um the our forebears were not very accommodating to their to their descendants in the colonies? Ah, oh well. Um, so just as a just as a general introduction, most people know you for your beautiful um, googly eye memes, um, but they may not know you as a, a British person. Like you know, Australians, we, we say mate or things like that. Do you have any um, any uh, colloquial or local greetings in the UK or your town? Whereabouts are you from in the UK? If I'm you don't mind. Um, oh, wait. my sympathies. <laughs> what? What do you mean your sympathies? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's it's that beautiful, it. beautiful. Especially. Did you say? Did you say Newcastle? Do I say Newcastle? Did, <laughs> what, no, what no. Did you, did did you say Newcastle? So you're yeah, from Newcastle. Yeah. I think Griefer was saying his uh, condolences because there's a Newcastle in Australia that you probably wouldn't want to be from. <laughs> oh. No, right. well, you, you're, you're, from Australia I wouldn't want to be from. Nah, you don't, you don't support the Newcastle. Like giant insects that kill you, like just like walking down the street, and there's just like a huntsman or like a kangaroo or anything. No, the, the, the huntsman, the huntsman drop bear kangaroo. They're, they're friendly creatures. They won't kill you. They actually make good eating, but um, it's it's the smaller things. It's the smaller things like it builds the snakes. character. Yeah, snakes, you, spiders, uh, scorpions, women. Have to check every time you go to the toilet. Oh, there's not a snake waiting there. Nah, look, you know, if it bites you, you get at least you're going to be happy. Something's going to be throbbing for the next couple of hours as they stick a anti-venom needle into your donger. Yeah, I'm glad. There's more reasons to not want to live in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> 
Look, to, to be honest, we've got 30 million people living here, and it's not like we have... It's not like you see um, on the news, a thousand people have died this month in Australia from the local wildlife. It's it's not it's as not bad. News. It's not news, that's why. <laughs> you, why would you report something that happens every day? It's like, you, you don't report... Like a man went into the shop today and bought a packet of... You bought a Kit Kat. Like, that happens every day. That's why, like, that's why they're not recording all of these deaths by drop bear. To be honest, you'd have to... It's only when you really, really go bushwalking, you want sturdy boots that go fairly high. Because snakes, sometimes you don't know. Like, we've got black snakes, tiger snakes. They'll strike you, and they strike at the ankles. Um, so if you've got sturdy boots that go a good a little bit up your shins, they won't strike from there. Like, if, you, if you're a farmer, you generally wear your gum boots or wellies, and they, they won't penetrate that. So um, you always walk with a shovel to bash them over the head type thing. Um... But it, people get used to it, so it, it is what it is. The spiders aren't really that bad. Um, up north in the Daintree, I hated that there were there were spiders. Oh, the, the gold norms are huge, but not only that, there are spiders that live under leaves and they latch into your skin to feed by slowly poisoning it. But um, their claws grip in and hook, and the only way to get rid of them because if you pull them try and pull them they will latch even more and cause more pain so you had to put metho on them and burn them off um leeches i'm sure you love leeches you, you walk through the the rainforest and you come out oh look you got the leech on you who even knew you don't even feel them um we, we, yeah, we got you should really you should you should really stop selling australia to pain <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not coming over. You don't. You don't need to keep scaring me away. It's, it's fine. We're just, we're just having this little Discord conversation. I'm not going to come over. You don't have to scare me away with all these horrible insects that are trying to murder you. Ah, look, it's really not that bad. Oh yeah. Apart from the orb weavers, the leeches, the drop bears, the emus that we had to get <laughs> that had to have a war declared on them. It's a lovely place once you get used to the like everything trying to kill you and the heat. Definitely the heat. Um, the humidity's up north. Down, I'm down south, um, southern states of Victoria. Bex is next to me in South Australia. We get some dry heat in summer, but it's not really that hot um, down here. How hot is um, not hot? Uh, well, you you uh, do you still you operate in Celsius here? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I, I was just double checking. I, I don't know, um, but I mean, what's a, a really hot day would be anything to north of forty, I suppose. And for anything, me, a hot day would be. Is... Go go. Sorry, go on. Yeah. I was just gonna say, for me, Melbourne, anything hot's like thirty-five plus, and we only get no more than two weeks in total of that per year. We get a few days above thirty, and then most of it's high twenties, twenties type thing. On a bad run, you get a week or two of above thirty and forty, and the nights stay at high twenties. But like, um, that's as bad as it gets for us. See, for us, anything above twenty-three is tops off. Fuck, you guys are like, soft. We're not, we're not. It was just like, we just don't get the sun. So if we get 23 degrees, it's tops off, paddling pools out, cans on the go. Single, you got to have your single can. Like, you know, it's got to be like Stellar Artois so you can look the part. <laughs> and you've got to make sure to have the, um, the worst possible tattoo on your chest that you got when you were like 18, back when you had like, you know, firm skin before like you started getting the dad bod and it started sagging everywhere and yeah. But now you've got that tattoo and it's just sagging down and like where it used to say NUFC is just a sad face. Yeah, that, yeah that's, <laughs> that's what it's called. <laughs> oh, hey, it could be worse. could be worse. Well, not by much. Not by much. But I was going to say, how did you guys 
colonize or have an empire that spanned a quarter of the globe when you guys can't take over 20 degrees Celsius? Guns. I'm pretty guns. sure it was guns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when fair. you have guns and other people don't, they're quite easy to conquer. Oh, I'll leave. I'll leave that one right there. I, I won't go further. That that's how the Brits colonized or conquered a quarter of the globe for their empire via their guns. Yes, well, that's my understanding of history. I'm pretty sure there was some other sort of like you know like medicinal based stuff, but let's not get into that. So you're from Newcastle. Do you have a a Newcastle a greeting like um? Do you call each other lads? Like anything that's unique to the Newcastle region? I mean, you got, this is the thing. You guys say oi, we say oi oi, you know, we say yari, yari mate, yari mate, how we do Like, it's not that different. Like, we, we have very similar, like, verbiage. We just don't use it in the same way, which is kind of weird. So you're pseudo Australians. What is yari? Gary. Did you say yari? Did you, did you say yari? You're right, as in you are right. Oh, you're right. Y A R E E T. I've never heard of that before. It's yeah, just like me either. Shortened, like you all right? It's uh, yeah. Are you mad? How are you doing? Yeah. Okay. Jeez. I, I I had a few. Yeah. How are you doing? Do you... Well, we've got air. You going? <laughs> it just reminds me though, chatting with you. I had a few colleagues that came over from um, Ireland that worked, and when you got them on the grog, some of the things that they would say, like even so far so it's sort of like crisps and other things like it was it was just phenomenal it was it was actually really cool to learn about what what they said that um yeah things like that that you just wouldn't see in everyday conversation also they speak really fast they do speak really fast and they're really hard to understand when they're drunk speak really fast and they have a heavy accent you're like what and then they think you're taking the piss out of them and then they get aggressive Ah, well. Mm. Oh, a good night out, to be honest. <laughs> so, oh, I need that, a good night out. Well, look, after the podcast, you can still go hit the local pub. Uh, okay, okay. I don't think the pubs are open at that time. Other question mark? What, what time do your pubs stay open to? Well, look, so are we talking pubs or are we talking clubs? Because those are two different things. I've got to go to the pub, like, yeah, I don't know, probably like one-ish, maybe, question mark. But if you're going to talk to clubs, then, like, you know, you can probably go at the club till the pubs are open again. Surely you've got some bars that are 24-7. Yeah, well, they're more club than bar. I don't know, but we, we've, we, we have actually just bars, so you can't dance. Um, they're just for drinking, socialising, mingling, um, but there's no dancing, yeah. and they're open 24-7. See, we don't have that kind of... We don't have pubs open 24-7. We have nightclubs where you go and listen to loud Larry music and get really drunk on, like, overpriced vodka doubles and uh, you have an argument with someone because he thinks that you're trying to chat up the girlfriend while he's being sick on his own shoes. Um, <laughs> and then we have pubs, which is, like, you go in and you pay £4 for, like... A pint. Some, yeah, a pint of piss. It's, just, it's, just, it's, it's never good beer. You never get good beer, and you, you sit there, and there's like the old man in the corner who's like, you pretty Lives you're not sure if that's the smell of like alcohol that's been like built on him, or he just smells like that for other reasons. Jesus, I, I'm glad our pubs are built different because um, generally, generally, um, if they didn't have good beer on tap, people wouldn't go there, and the business would suffer. 
Well, we don't have 24-hour pubs in Adelaide, mate. I think we're more like the UK than uh, than Melbourne are, maybe. But, yeah, um, but you're the yeah. city of churches. Nothing's even open on Sunday in Adelaide. We do speak the Queen's English. <laughs> I speak proper Queen, me. Speak a proper Queen. But speaking of the Queen's English, we're here to discuss this wonderful game of World of Warships and recently um only only recently after much fanfare and rejoicing and dancing in the streets submarines were removed for two patches alas they have crept back into the game of there would be an announcement upon their return there was an announcement and suddenly we had hundreds of people that have 20 games or less playing these boats at tier 10. so submarines have returned to the game um, first off for Panzer, what are your impressions of the class and the game? Are they good or bad for the game? And I'll ask that well, same question to Bexy after. They are terrible for the game and I hate them and I want them to go again. <laughs> that's that's a very, that's very, very straight. That's skirting the topic, but you, you, you probably, um, yeah, I think most people aren't happy with them, but... I uh, I was willing to give subs a chance um, in that, like you know when they when they first came along and, and yeah they they made it pretty clear they were going to do extensive testing before these ships came into the game proper, uh, and so I thought I, well that's the right the right way to do it because this is a pretty controversial topic to bring these these boats into the game because it's a warships game and, and submarines aren't ships they're boats so anyway take that on board. Um, and uh, so I was willing to give them a chance, and, and until they got the balancing right, um, I'm I'm well past that stage now. I'm absolutely burnt by these things, and I wish they would just disappear because they and and unfortunately they do disappear. But when they disappear, they take the slot of destroyers or cruisers. Um, but or, I, I, or, I, or, I, or if I, you've I, got one on your team, it disappears before any other ship does permanently. No, it yeah, just disappears yeah. around the fucking map corner and just like sits there underwater for the entire game, not doing anything while scraping against the side of an island. <laughs> I, I've just had a gut full of them. I can't. I can't take them anymore. And they are ruining. They're ruining the fun for me. Um, mm. Like if this, if CVs are the fun police, this is the fun FBI. They, yeah, uh, they're terrible for the game. I, I still, I have to agree. And um, it, it wasn't through this latest test. It was the one patch before. But I saw a submarine. On the enemy team, obtain a solo warrior. The player had less than a hundred games in World of Warships, and all he did was not die because I couldn't detect him because he kept diving and I was out of hydro. Um, he he wouldn't shoot torps. Like it, it was a tough game because we 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 lost so many ships that we had to come back and you, you know what I mean. You come back so hard and. This one guy potters around that does nothing. He was like second last on the winning team and he got solo warrior. It's like, had he failed to success? Uh, I've seen DDs getting solo warriors from being AFK before. It's kind of the same thing. Well, that, that is, that is, but they still run the threat for being farmed down for being AFK, but that is basically the same concept. But I, if it was a DD, at least you have a chance of engaging it. Um, my, my issue with submarines is if, if the player's got half a clue, they know they have to dive. If they've managed their, whatever it is, battery or oxygen, it changes from patch to patch. Um, they, they can just die. If they manage that well, they can always go dark at whim I when think they require the, it. 
I think the problem with subs, though, is if you're not good at them, like even if you're completely awful and a and a 150 PR player in a submarine, you can still be a highly effective griefer of other players. <laughs> Um, and you can't do that in any other ship. Or CVs, yes, you can. Just you could be a, a spotting nuisance. But you could, in a but submarine, yeah. you can you can just constantly ping people for days on end and and do no damage, and you will be an absolute nuisance. The psychological trauma inflicted upon you is this man just sits there at eight kilometers ping. going ping ping ping. ping. He's not even launching his torpedoes. He's just pinging you. He doesn't even want to launch torpedoes. He's actually just sat there. Behind his keyboard, going, ping. <laughs> well, I don't get, I don't get why the why the ping is three sixty degrees. Like the torps are forward, and if you're on the US sub, um, rear rear torps as well. But wh why why isn't the sonar ping in the same direction as the torps? Why could I ping someone like um, ninety degrees off my off my um, forward? So. Either way, I can just turn to reticle and I can just ping them, even though I've got no chance of firing my torps. Like, because in the off chance that this person's pinged twice and they go, "Oh crap, I've got torpedoes," and they burn a DCP. Yeah, well, uh, it, it, now that you mention it, if they had a forward cone for ping, that'd be better. Yes, absolutely. Or I oh, suppose, yeah. but then you then you'd have to have a rear cone, wouldn't you, for the uh, for the rear firing torpedoes? You would. That's fine as well. That's fine. That's fine. Like, uh, the idea of it, like, so, if he's going to be, like, pinging you and he's brought broadside to you, you have no indication that he can't actually torpedo me right now. He is literally just sitting there being annoying. Like, like it's, it's weird. You, you can't gauge whether a submarine is currently a threat to you or not, like you can with other ships. Like, mm. if you see, uh, I don't know, let's take Petra Pavlovsk as an extreme example with its, what, 60 second turret traverse or something stupid like that. Yeah, look at Petro, you can see his guns are over there. I can like go over here, go up behind him, shoot him in the back. He can't get his guns around on me. Blah blah blah. If the submarine's like broadside you underwater, he can still ping you. You have no indication that no, he can't actually talk. He can't talk me right now. He's not a threat. I can't. You, you don't know whether you can make plays avoiding the submarine. He just has this passive area denial with no way for you to be able to tell whether he's a threat or not. Yep. Now, uh, look, uh, one... Being... Sorry, go. Uh, just while being extremely annoying, going, ping, ping. I will admit, they did add one nice feature, this this testing cycle, so you could actually see where the ping originates from. So you're not getting pinged as you're... Because nothing's worse than getting pinged when you're in zoomed-in mode taking a shot, and then you crap, where did that come from? But at least now you know roughly the direction of the ping so you should roughly know the direction of the torpedoes and that's that's only for homing torps if the, if the sub players are ballsy and uses proximity torps they may just come out of the blue and absolutely blap you if you um stay static long enough in the game that's less toxic though like I, like if i get torpedoed by a destroyer or even a submarine or anything if i'm sitting there and i get torpedoed it's my own damn fault if I've sailed in a straight line and I get torpedoed, it's my own damn fault. You sail in a straight line? Occasionally. We, occasion we occasionally do a bit of rail sailing, you know. <laughs> we occasionally forget that we have the WS and D keys because we're too busy tunnel vision that we're trying to, trying to snipe that. I think I hit that cruiser over there. Hang on, is he behind that? Maybe if I put my spot up. I think I can get the right. Or maybe if I just go past this island a little. Oh, wait, I've eaten 10 shimmer torps. I'm dead. Like, that's my own fault. <laughs> but with a submarine. 
doesn't matter, like, how much wiggling you do. He's still gonna hit you with a, like, the, the, the pings go, like, light speed, you know what I mean? You can't exactly do the ping. So, they do. you're gonna be eating homing torpedoes because the homing torpedoes care not for how much you press the WSD buttons. In fact, they completely negate press the WSD buttons. They, they completely negate the usual counterplay to torpedoes. Yeah, and look, the first uh, couple of patches, I remember when you got pinged, turning into the torp used to be the way because it, it's the way it used to home, it would, because you're turning in and it, it made it very difficult for it to, to curve into you. But now it seems to be the convention is to run away because it's got an arming, it's got an arming turning threshold and then it, it stops homing at a certain point from your ship so if you're kiting or running away it'll it'll hit that threshold and it won't turn anymore and you could actually potentially dodge it so but yeah that, that, that's when you know it's there if it's coming out of the blue or you're pinged and you're already in the firefight if you're if you're in a gunfight with a cruiser or a bb and you're trying to actively dodge and um, disengage and you're getting pinged it's a very frustrating thing because you've had no idea that the sub was there until you're getting pinged i um went into a cap the other day in a red mine at all i went diving after a destroyer which i had rpf on so i was like oh i'm gonna be, i'm gonna get him i'm gonna get him he's battleships behind that island he's shot blocked right now so i sail straight into this cap i pop my radar i start shooting away at the dd and then two submarines one on each side of me both at six kilometers slightly underneath the water just start pinging me from either side of me. And I realize that I'm in a hell of a situation because what I can't do is angle to both of these guys to run over a one. Because I didn't have, you don't have ship launch DSW. No, you you've got depth charges. So if I want to kill one of these two submarines to kill the other one, sorry, if, if I want to chase after one submarine, I'm giving the other one all of the, like, you know, the, 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 time in the world for his torpedoes to rise out of the water. I can't sit on top of both of them because they're both going slightly away from me in different directions, so they'll both be in torpedo range. The destroyer that I'm currently radaring shooting at is also now spotting me for both of them. And <laughs> I had no indication that they were there. It's like, ah, mm, yeah, um, I guess I just die now. I, I, think, I think radar... If, if they've got... I, I think radar direction should work on them. They, they shouldn't be completely... Look, when they're on the surface, uh, the radar direction finds them. Um, if it's not radar direction, I think if you're running hydro, if they are at surface or periscope... Um, I can't remember if you get the 40s or T10 subs anymore. But even if they go as deep as they possibly can, maybe you can't spot them, but you should get the updated minimap location every couple seconds of where they're traveling to via hydrophone because they shouldn't if you're running hydro they should not be able to go dark completely you should be able at least to know which direction they're moving and or if they're coming closer or they're disengaging you because what's the point of having a consumable that you can only run for 60 90 seconds or two minutes that you're burning trying to engage these vessels that wasn't your aim in this your scenario but I assume you had Hydra going at this stage. You're trying to engage them, and they just go under for 60 seconds, come up and blap you. So we've got this consumable, right? It's going to be called Hydro Acoustic Search. What that means, right, is it's going to be able to use sound to detect things in the water. 
except for these things that are in the water, which are probably going to be making a lot more noise than chugga, the chugga, 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 chugga. It makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? It does. Or they just go beneath a certain... Me I, look, I know it's an arcade game, but I don't like that they can... Uh, like, if I'm running a DD, like a Clip Air or something like that, it doesn't have Hydro. I have to wait for the sub to surface or the sub to make a mistake. But if I am running a Daring, if, you, if you're running something with Hydro and you're using that consumable, um, I think even at their lowest depth, you may not be able to see them on your game screen or moving on the green, but like when the sub has the consumable of Hydrophone and it updates the minimap with the ships where it's going, Hydrophone should work the same for surface vessels. I think they would alleviate some of that consumable frustration. Ah, uh, but remember, minimap only spotting is too confusing for the player base. That's why we can't have it for carriers either. So we, can't, we obviously can't have minimap only spotting for submarines because it doesn't make sense for carriers. Why would it make sense for submarines? Isn't that in testing, Painzo? Uh, Is it? Can can I mean I, I know they they made announcements that they were testing it. I mean, did, can you say anything about that or not? I haven't tested that, but I think there was some iterations in the dev blog. But they've been testing minimap only spotting for ages. But they definitely made statements in the past saying that they didn't like it because it was too confusing for players. Because I think one of the things was like. It was confusing to see a CV attacking in the water. Um, we're going to ignore the fact that CVs pre-drop all the goddamn time. We're going to ignore <laughs> the fact that there's render delay on radar. We're going to ignore the fact that there's ren that you can't see what ships are shooting at with the old rendering ranges. We're going to ignore. Well, not the to mention. Well, what about I saw I saw a smoke cloud the other day that had shells coming out of it. <laughs> that when does that ever happen? Like it's just that's a that's a dumb argument. That sort of shit happens all the time. That must have been just a very low flying angry cloud. That wasn't. A yes, that's right. <laughs> oh, look, I, I still will argue that going, but just mentioning CVs, a CV should be able to drive their ship and use their DCP. I, I I can't tell you. Even if they can't drive their ship, CVs should be able to DCP at their choice. Get rid of this five second burn time. Let the CVs burn to the water, but the player should be able to control um, when they use it. Because even in their... I, I know we're on subs and apologize. Um, even when the CV, you're in the air, you can see your hull in the bottom left corner. You can see when you're taking damage. You can see if you've got one, two, three, or four fires or two floods. You should be able to press R to DCP your surface ship even when you're flying a squadron. You get audio warnings as well. Oh, God, yeah, you do. So uh, I, I'm still completely frustrated that the CVs get to have, like, as a DD player, you go, oh, great, I've got a CV. I've got a fire on him. It's out in five seconds. You get another fire 10 seconds later, it's out again as quickly as possible. Like, ah, uh, look, I won't go. Um, I, know, I know CVs take a lot more damage than other ships with their fires. I don't know the exact mechanics of it. I just know that spamming fires and them will drain the health really fast. Yeah, it's because they are a loved vessel in the game. It's like you spot a CV, even if you've got a, a, like a hundred hit point a DD that someone could clap the BBs, everything turns their guns to the CV to focus oh, yeah. it. Oh yeah. I mean, it's... Well, it would be rude not to at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't care that like there's a 10 health DD over there. I'm going to turn my turrets 
60, like all the way back. You know, it's going to take me 60 seconds, but that CV might stay spotted. And I might get that little bit of a dopamine hit of killing a CV because it makes a special noise when you kill it. It goes. If only, if only. But going back to subs. Um, so yeah, the, the pings, the pings are an issue. But would it, are there any changes um, just off the cuff that you'd like to see? Because it seems like the subs are going to stay, no matter how much we all may say it's bad for the game. We want it removed. I think we have to agree that Wargaming's probably sunk years of um, R&D, um, product time life cycle, dev life cycle into this branch to simply say we're going to put them in operations. Um, they're going to want to recoup their investment. They're going to want their return of um, their over their investment. So they, they've invested into developing this. They in the long run, they want to see people playing it. They want to see premium sold. That they want to get their return on it. So yeah, but they, they, they also won't they won't continue if it's going to cost them money. But they lose because they lose players. And, well, and and there's yes. and I think there's a real potential for that with the, with these subs and game. There's also a whole world of new premium ships they can sell. Correct. Are there any changes that you both think? would be good for the subs that would give them a place in random battles and then henceforth they may even make then a, a place in cots or things like clan battles so they, they wouldn't be required but the option would be there to field one or two subs potentially well there's a few mechanical changes i would make just to bring them somewhat close at a balance for a start there isn't so the way they are now you can get caught out in a submarine and just you have like a million different get out of jail free cards. You've got a tiny hole so shells hitting you compared to hitting destroyers is practically impossible. Um, you can just dive and like, you know, ships won't have the turrets on you by the time you dived. You have like, there's so, you have to fuck up so hard in a submarine to get punished. I think that when you, when you fuck up, you should be more punishable. I would have it so you can have your diving gears incapacitated when you get hit by a shell. That could be a thing. Like, so you have like destroyer style last stand. You can yep. you can take last stand. And you can like dive. Like you, you're still gonna be slowed on the descent, but you can still get away if you've got last stands, whatever. But if you don't have it and you don't have your damage control ready, you're stuck on the surface and you're going to be punished. Hey, that that could that could work for that could work for underwater as well. Like if you're low on um, battery or oxygen, and you get depth charged and takes out your dive planes. If you're out of oxygen, you can't surface because you haven't DCP'd or it's not available. You take your point damage. I would also add something like stacking ramping damage for multiple depth charge hits. I think we we had this conversation the other day on the CC Discord, didn't we? Yep. Yeah, we we stacking ramping damage for like a chain of depth charge hits because you know if if a depth charge hits your submarine, it's probably going to cause some damage to it. Further depth charge hits to a submarine would theoretically then do amplified damage because you've already had the integrity of the hull compromised. That's just that 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 might just be me being a bit silly again though. I don't know. These 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 are some mechanics that like I I have to question. Some of the things I would also bring the HP back in line with what there was before. I don't understand why these submarines have more health than destroyers. Yeah. And well, I... see now this is the problem I've got. I I think um in the last before they were removed, 
I had a game in a Gros where I dropped 19 depth charges on a submarine and still didn't kill it. Like I've got 19 depth charge hits and I was stationary above this, 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 uh, this submarine and I just thought it was absurd that I had to hit it 19 times and still didn't quite kill it. It was a, it was a BB that came in with hit depth charges to deliver the coup de grace. So that is absurd to me. Destroyer depth charges should be lethal to submarines. That would be the sensible thing, but no, 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 no. Instead, what's going to happen is when you go to go depth charge the submarine, he's going to pop out the water. He's going to switch to his homing torpedoes because they have a shorter arming distance. He's going to depth strike you with them by dumping them into your face. Yeah. Or, or as I've learned once or twice, sometimes as as Painter gave his example with the Minotaur, once or twice I've played a game, I've taken out the enemy DD, and then you see the sub and you and you his hydrator is on the surface and you go, I'm going to go depth charge him. I'm going to help my team. And for whatever reason, um, you've put yourself into an open water position. Then you get radared because you didn't know there was Des Moines and Moskva. And suddenly you're getting gangbanged as this enemy sub just slinks away under the water. So it, it seems to be... It, it sadly still seems that BBs have the best anti-sub capability for their planes because destroyers... There's no risk. There's, there's no reward for your risk. Um... You, you risk your vessel, you risk taking extra damage that you can't potentially heal back or use to help your team to win. But there is no reward if you do get your depth charges off early game or mid game. And you, if you've got 10 depth charges, the sub's still there and just slinking along. And would it kill Wargaming to give destroyers an aiming reticle for their depth charges, for fuck's sake? Oh, please. Like, we've got the limbo fucking... the limbo systems. But apparently the limbo systems in World of Warships, they're not adjustable, no, no, no. It's going to shoot at approximately two kilometers away from you, whether you like it or not. But it's not going to mm. tell you that you've got limbos that are equipped. You're going to go sail over the top of a submarine, press the G button, and then be very confused when your fucking depth charges shoot out two kilometers in front of you, because there is no indication for where it's going to go. Oh yeah, I, I learned that with um, the border system. It's about a K for the Hal and Smellon. But if, if you, have you played the T10 Vampire when you drop your depth charges? They go about two, three kilometers in the air before they... Um, it's very it's entertaining mortar, to watch. Yeah. yeah, it's a mortar. It's very entertaining to watch. But the first time you use it, you don't realize it goes up so high and takes a while to come down. Like, it, it, it's great animations. Again, the not only the art department, but the... Um, the way that they've done the interaction and the different more um, depth charge systems is fantastic. But as you said, there's there's no indication um, that, that that's how your depth charges are going to go. So unless you press G a few times and learn, like the German ships drop from the side, they, they pump out their depth charges to the side, like the Albing will blow them out. So it, like some of the US ones just drop off the stern. So you, you really have to play with your destroyers and know how the depth charge interacts. And it's, yeah. It, I wish there was some sort of indication that this is where you're... Even if it's just something on your minimap that you can click, okay, this is where, if I press G, this is where my depth charges are going to hit the water around my um, destroyer or surface vessel. I learned the hard way that the Nevsky shoots uh, shoots depth charges out the nose as well. <laughs> I was oh, sailed I over a... Yeah, yeah, it does. I, did I not sailed know that. over a DD and I fired him and I'm like, oh shit, they're coming out the front. I didn't even realize so, yeah. he had a had ship based. Like, yeah. yeah, Plymouth has um, depth charges and not a, a surface plane. So I, 
it's it's like sometimes you go, oh shit, this is sub, how do I engage it? And it's like, oh crap, I got depth charges on this ship. And it's, oh crap. Because the destroyer ones reload fairly quickly, but the surface vessel, you generally only get one charge, not two, and um, they take a fair while to reload. So you don't want to blow it to work out just where it comes out from. Actually, a pretty impressive looking launcher they've got on the Nevsky at the front there. It looks like um, yeah, multiple rocket launchers in front of the. I guess they're I guess they're the depth charge launchers in front of the front turrets. Um, let me look. Yeah, you have to you have to you have to see it now. Yeah. <laughs> whilst whilst you're looking at that now, we we had a recent dev blog dev blog number three zero eight, amongst other things, it discussed um, some submarine torp damage buffs um, to the American destroyers now. Well, after yes. the most recent conversation we had, this is a very welcome change. <laughs> so, I won't go through the seminar. I'll stick to the tier 10 for the Balao. Um, speed of the torps of going from 64 to 69 knots. The range of the torpedoes have increased from 7.5 to 10 kilometers. So that means the subs can stay even further back. Arming time is reduced from 5 to 4.6 seconds. So if they decide to come in close and shotgun you, they're, they're going to do it from a potentially even closer range. Ah, thoughts, gents? Do, do, do. Like, I, I know there are... I know based on upon the test results and um, and that we, we've heard that they, they remove the erroneous ones from from the extremes of either end but uh, look i run matchmaker monitor and randoms when i'm not streaming i can see that one sub's got like uh, we, we've got a player that I discussed with he's got 1100 battles in the balao at tier 10 and he's a really really he, but he's a good submarine player he's fantastic he could take things out left and right and then on the other team there's a sub player with 10 battles in the sub and he's got 100 games in randoms in world of warship so 10% of his games are in subs at tier 10, and he, like he shouldn't even be past tier 4, in my opinion. Like, how... Uh, I'm sure they're getting quality data, but is it the right data when... <laughs> when I, I've, got, I, I've got other people from Hurricane Clans have sent me screenshots. One player did it for 24 hours of testing. His average was 160,000 plus in the tier 10 US um, submarine. He, he didn't struggle to get high damage games. It's like, what do you do? So, I think what they do right, right? Can we just like can we just decide as a community what way submarines are going to be played? Are they going to be the annoying spammy pingy thingamajiggies from max range? Are they going to be the dolphin dive each point blank ambush you? Because if we pick one, we can balance around that and Correct. be done with it and deal with it. Hey, if it's going to be the spam pingy ones from max range, lower the health bars and just make them, I don't know, more, I don't, I don't we, know. Just... We, we haven't even talked about Soviet submarines. So when submarines first came out, we had three nations to play with. Yeah. Now, you, everyone seems to forget that the Soviet subs had the highest damage dealing torpedoes. They had the slowest rate of fire highest dealing damage torps but they had the longest range of over 12 kilometers so the sub could sit, literally sit there with a moskva and launch its torps every 60 seconds you know like um we're balancing around the us and the german subs but i and i did a check of this before this the balao can 
fire its torps. Now, it's, it can only reload two torp launches at a time. So if the player is crafty and is using home and he pings and fires two torps at a time, they're reloaded. But he can reload with captain and modules every 32 seconds. So that's, that's nearly kamikaze um, reload times at tier 10 in a vessel that has great stealth. So you can't shotgun all six torps because it would take 90 seconds to reload all six again. But if you understand the mechanics and the way that it works, you can spam every 30 seconds torpedoes. And now these are being buffed to 10 kilometers. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I guess, I mean, I know you're, I, I, I can hear that you're a bit defeatist about the fact that they're going to be in the game regardless. And, and you're probably right. I'm hoping you're not, but you're probably right. I think if they, if we're going to be that attitude that they're definitely going to be there, the only way that I can see them working at randoms at least is if we can limit them, if we can limit them in matchmaking the way CVs are limited. So you, it's, you're only going to get one CV unless you're queued up for like five minutes or more. Because um, at least then there's some sort of control over the amount of subs. And I would have them have their own individual slot. So increase it mm -hmm. from a 12 v 12 to a 13 v 13 if there are subs involved. And it wouldn't be so bad. But when you're getting these 12 v 12 matches and four of the ships are U-boats, then... It's not good. It's really not good. For the it's game. it's it's even worse when you get dumpster dropped with a um, super ship at tier ten, and it does a short matchmaking queue drop, and you get a super CV, eight ships in total, and then two of those are subs. So <laughs> it's like, what do you do? You, you just you just grin and take it. Like, um, like I, I sound, that sounds like your server problem, being honest, because I've never had that happen. It could, could be. I, I play. I play at odd times from the NA server. Um, it could have lower numbers. Um, I, I think they're testing too many things in random at the moment. Between super ships and subs, it, it's it's testing too many things. Hey, at least the top testament ranked. <sighs> but we have ranked legends. I haven't got ranked on the agenda, but we we have ranked legends that um, press W and die in a schleif and. Um, uh, they do 1200 games to get their a thousand stealing goal and they don't they, they don't care um they died they died die first because more often than not their team one every five games will carry them to victory even if they throw away so we have some questionable players in ranked at the best of times Yeah, but I like to pretend that ranked is where the best players go to play at the top of the level in the game and be like, you know, this is goal league. This is week one goal league. Only the best of the best are here. Why are you in? Oh, God. I, I, I had someone. I had someone in the um, the most recent recent um, sprint. Uh, not the last one. The first one um, where I ranked out in gold. But he, his comment was when we were kiting away, he goes, this is gold league ranked. You guys are cowards. You should be pushing in. It's like... Do you not understand how your ship works and what we're doing? Like it's it's not it's not it's not a question of I'm I don't want to engage. I want to win. Pressing W nose into a ship isn't winning. Like you have to use your, your vessel strength or read the mini map. And it, if you're getting blapped, you have to do what you can to farm the enemy out to get back into a position. But that comment just made me laugh because it seems like some of the mentality is I'm in gold league. I have to press W to play well. I mean, I do press W in gold league, but that's because I play Marceau a lot. Like a lot of Marceau. <laughs> 
And if you're not pressing W in Marceau, you're not playing Marceau right, but yeah. Clip Clip is better than Marceau, sorry. I mean, it depends on what you want to do. Because 1v1, you have the outspotting advantage on the on the clever, and if you catch it right, you know, you can bit, get it while it's... You, know, you can. I'm, I'm not, not, not disagreeing. I, I, do I do like the Kleber's ability, even if you're coding out, to drop torps very frequently. Even if you're a gun build, um, the ability to drop AK torps very frequently is um, quite a boon. I'm just like Marshall. I like, I like clicking the buttons. I like go click, 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 click. Oh yeah, RSI from playing gun boards. Uh, we all will. Um, but we're going to wrap up subs. Are there any final comments, gentlemen, on submarines? Please delete them. I can cut. Alrighty. 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 Now we're moving on to something that people may have forgotten about, but we, we did touch upon it briefly at super ships. They're also still available for testing in um, random game mode. Um... I, I still think I still think um, there's there, there is a place I'd, I'd rather see super ships in the game over submarines. Me personally, um, they're testing new gimmicks and uh, new abilities for the different surface vessels. I'm not sure on super CVs, and then in extension one day we're going to see super submarines. But um, oh, I, I know I know this iteration we've seen the united states have their cons top consumable buff to do damage where it can do 40 to 45k now and we've all seen the des moines being removed or 45k in a kremlin etc from a consumable that reloads every two minutes um where do you think um gentlemen overall not only the series but overall where do you think super ships are at? are they at a good place do you think um we're getting they've announced the cost do you think wargaming are at the point that they think it's ready to be opened up into the game i think they've already said that they're coming I think they, they have they have but they haven't they haven't oh next patch i thought oh, i didn't think they released a date okay i'll be quiet they're coming I think it was like 11.3. I'm, I, I've got, I'm doubting myself now because you No, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. It's um, 56 million for the battleships and 48 million for the other, for the rest of them. As it, uh, it varies right. slightly. I've got a spreadsheet with it all. I think, they, I think they said they made battleships more expensive because they didn't want to see them spammed. Yeah, yep. so it's I, I, the rest, right? Yeah, and I do recall that you had to have X amount of tier 10 games or ships to actually procure one of these. So they went down that the right path, so that way not any any person could just free XP to them. You've, you've got to have three tier 10 lines completed, and you've got to have the corresponding tier 10 line completed. So if you want to use Satsuma, you've got to have Yamato. Oh, probably ARP Yamato, I don't know. <laughs> well, no, it'd have to be Yamato. ARP Yamato shouldn't count, because that, that's just a pay to win. Um, is it three tech three ships or is it three sorry, is three, it three tech tier tens or is it three tier tens because three tech tree tier tens i'm pretty sure you could have three tech tree lines completed see that, that that is that is a good thing i would have loved to have seen that in testing um rather than just oh here, here's, here's here's your armory roll if you want a super ship oh you've never played the, the annapolis and you've only done four games in omaha here take him to tier 10 and screw your team over You've got 800 base XP in random battles. You've unlocked the ability to play a fucking Annapolis. <laughs> Go int to keep the fucking stats down so we can pretend it's fucking balanced. Yeah. 
Well, at least that stuff's over now, isn't it? I mean, so this this is probably a pretty good implementation. And like you say, at least unlike submarines, you know, you can counter these things. There's it's a ship that's it's a ship that's visible and yeah. and can be shot at. And but they they, and they do have their, they do have their gimmicks. But yeah, that, 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 they still have weaknesses as well. Except now the US, the USS United States, apparently is having its deck plating considerably buffed. Yeah, <laughs> no longer is it a walking. It no longer is it a walking citadel. So I'm, I'm not sure on uh, this potential move. Like, considering I, the look, I, I think that was that was always going to happen, wasn't it? Because like the the moment you start seeing Reddit get filled up with United States ships getting deleted over and over again it's like oh that's going to get buffed and exactly it's got buffed very big can't can't have a carrier exploding instantly no no of course not but uh, the interaction i like i don't i don't want to focus solely on carriers but um the interaction between super cvs and surface vessels there's no super aa aa is an underwhelming tool at the best of times that, that's my opinion um even with aa builds like and when they get their special consumables of torpedoes um carpet bombing or, or whatever on the super cvs the aa is negligible they're not going to lose a plane or even if one it takes heavy damage doesn't care once it loads often it reloads in two minutes there's no detriment on that consumable like i i really think the super cvs alone will make players rage just as much as submarines because there won't be any counter to taking this damage every two minutes other than i've just got to accept i'm going to get blapped by something that can zoom across the map in 20 seconds i'm sorry but how is that different to a tf4 cv genuine question it's exactly the same as what's happening with tf4 but i don't well, play I I, we, we don't play tf4 what, what I look forward to is the day that I'm in a queue for a while and uh, I come into a game with a Super CV and a Nakamov on the enemy team. So two Super CVs, basically. <laughs> Wait till you get the Super Nakamov. They can do skip bombs from eight kilometers. And, well, I've got to call you out, Grafer, too, on saying Super Submarines. Don't give them any fucking ideas. <laughs> oh, you fucking know they've got Nautilus modelled and ready to go with its special tactical nuclear strike fucking funny button. I, I, I they have that. I'm waiting for the anti-ship um, missiles from the Super Submarine. It stays at a depth of 80 metres. And, oh, look, a hydrophone or... I've, I've just got this radar. Here is a Petra Pavlovsk press four and your your missile launches and it just blaps the ship and there's nothing it or you have to do but smile while playing the soviet national anthem as it goes through here <laughs> <laughs> for a moment i thought i heard singing <laughs> <laughs> oh hunt for an october memes <sighs> so yeah um super ships i overall i i'm still very accepting of them um Super CVs, I'm still cruisers, concerned. I think the cruisers need toned the fuck down as well. I think Conde in particular is a bit dumb. I can't comment on Edgar. Um, Annapolis is kind of strong, but at the same time, like, it's punishable. Uh, Conde, it's, on the other hand, has issues. Yeah, uh, look, uh, 
you, you don't see and you don't see much of Yamagiri or Zorki in randoms at all. Um, oh, you see loads of Yamagiris. The problem is they're all dog shit and they die instantly because it's fucking Shimmer players. But like, it's the tier four people who've unlocked super ships that are playing it as if it's a Shimmer Kazi, sitting broadside in the smoke screen, eating torpedoes, not spotting for you, and just being a complete. Unless it's on the enemy team, in which case it's just a worse Hayati instead. I don't understand what it is about the Yamagiri, but I've never seen one carry. I've seen some come close. I, I enjoy playing it, um, but you, it, look, if you play a lot of gunboat DDs or things like the Hayette or Sherman, things that are, that you're used to that you don't have the best detection because it's got 6.1 kilometer detection of the Yamagiri, you, you'll be fine with it. But yeah, as you said, if you've got players that come in from the Shimmer and think it's the same, you're giving up that seven, six, seven hundred meter detection and players don't do well with that. It's basically Turbo Hayati more than Turbo Shimmer. Hey, it is. got the funny button for the main battery reload booster as well. well not what's what's, what's wrong with the Hayati? It's a great but I had to play it twice on stream on my Wheel of Crap yesterday. I got two victories, I'll take that. Honestly? Had, I had to. Wheel of Crap. I mean, that's <laughs> Honestly, here's the thing about Hayati, is it's crap for your average player, but a good player can make it work. That doesn't mean it's strong. It, no. It's so weird, though. Because I've, I have also been in the situation where I'm sitting there on a 200k game in Hayati thinking, hey, maybe this isn't this bad. And then, no, no, I just had a good game. It's shit. It's, it's, okay. it's, the, it's the torpedoes. They have such a high alpha. Um, I think it's 19,000 per torp. And if you hit a BB or a soft cruiser with no torpedo protection, it will absolutely clap them. Um, and then they get the then they get the shame of knowing that they died to Hayati, a ship that is clearly worth two million free XP and was definitely a better choice than buying the Smarland while it was still available, right? Oh, actually, side side note, question for you both: What would be excluding submarines and CV? Well, I'll include CVs. What would be the worst ship for you to die to in the game? Uh, are we going to have a tier limitation on this? No, make a tier 4 plus, because I don't even know some of the names of tier 3 and under. Uh, I'd probably feel a lot of personal shame if I died to an emerald. F-R-25. <laughs> yeah. Okay, right, yeah. <laughs> oh, we, we've got to discuss that one at the very end. Um, F-R-25. For me, it'd be the Yahagi. Is the Yahagi the one that's got the smoke screen? No, the Yahagi's got the speed boost. Every shell that touches it is a citadel, and it's got like the Ubari torp angles in the middle, but they go to, they go to fifteen kilometers, and the shells yeah, do nothing. I I don't even know that ship. Like I have literally like that's one of those ships that I've acquired at some point and just never touched. So you I, should you should play it next time on stream to um, see how much you have fun with it. Don't listen to him. It's a good boat. I, it's a genuinely good boat. I don't know what you're talking about, Griffith. <laughs> I'm going to get you to play it on your stream next time, Bex. Uh, gotcha. I don't stream. <laughs> uh, time to start. Uh, and um, we've also, in, in the last two weeks, we, we had a, a... It was a conceptual test, um, but we, we had uh, the announcement of support CV. So Wargaming always said they would relook at the support CVs once submarines were in a more final state. So we, we, we got the information on the uh, support CVs. Um, it was a concept test, but um, 
it gave us some information. So initially it's going to be the same tier as current CVs, no odd tier. Um, I, I would have liked to have seen odd tiers return personally. Um, they're going to get special consumables such as chaffed block raider or smoke to deploy. Um, initially they were going to have stun bombs, but that's, have, that's been removed as per a recent test. Um, they're going to look at something similar. Um, so, I, look, I, I haven't played with support CVs. I haven't even seen them. Th these are my thoughts um, in that they're going to have, obviously, alpha potential damage. They're still going to be... We're going to have support CVs and strike CVs. So we're going to see alpha damage still on both, but we're not going to see the damage over time. You're not going to get fires or floods with support CVs. Um, I, I understand the smoke consumable being quite useful. The, the chaff one in randoms, if you're not in div, I absolutely think it's it's completely stupid. How, how do you know when an enemy ship is raidering if you're in a CV? Your DD's typing, I'm radared, but if it's a rig and lasts 15 seconds, by the time you get there, drop chaff, it's already over. Um, thoughts, gents, on support CVs and what they've mentioned so far? Okay. Uh, dancing around NDAs, yeah. Um, so, with an anti-radar consumable such as chaff, it would entirely depend upon how long that zone is active for, in my opinion, how useful it would be. Because you could, it also how big the area is, if you could say completely lock down a cap area with it, question mark, that would be quite useful for saying, hey DD, yep. you can go cap now, it's safe. Especially um, if it feels like a 60 second chaff, you go, yeah, you've got 60 seconds of protection, get in there and get out. Mm-hmm. Um it would so I run a lot of mods when I play the game. I probably assume that you also run a mod. Yes. yes. Have you not tried the spotted indicator mod? I have, but I, I I removed that um when they had the mod issue a patch ago and I keep forgetting to re add it. But yes, I, I ran that since the last cots. That's been the best yeah. feature. It's but so but that doesn't tell you when someone's radared or hydroed. If you DD's lit and you and you go, okay, there's nothing in range, you know, you assume it could be radar or yeah. maybe he's not running consumer, but it doesn't tell you why he's lit still. Well, no, but you can make assumptions based on position. Like, this is something that we would be able to infer just due to game knowledge. For the average player, not so much. But, like, you know, people with a lot of experience in the game, you, you know positions, you know where radar cruisers like to sit, yep. you know approximate ranges, you could be like, yeah, that's probably radar, I'll go dump a chap or something like that. It's and also, like, if there's beat, like, you know, there's a Des Moines on the minimap or something, it's like, yeah, he's probably stuck at that radar range. Or, you could preemptively plop the chaff before the radar's actually active, in theory. So you'd be like, hey, you're being an idiot right now, Shima. Don't go yoloing in the... F oh, for fuck's sake, you're yoloing in the... Fuck, yes, chaff. Here's a smoke screen. Stop being an idiot. Get the fuck back out of there before you explode. Like, I, would, I would love to see it work like the um, German spotter aircraft that you deploy, but no one can actually see they're there. So imagine... Imagine... Oh, God, I that shit. Imagine dropping a chaff consumable behind a mountain that will block it. You DD's on it, and the enemy Musker goes, I've radared, I can't, it covers the cap, I can't see what's there, this is broken. But you can't see that there's a chaff deployed, that would make me laugh. Yeah, I think they'd have to, if they're going to, with chaff, they'd have to have like a minimap indicator, like a like a circle, a green circle over where there is a chaff cloud, so at least radar ships would know if they did use their radar, it's going to be ineffective. 
Um, and I think preemptively is probably the best way to use it. I, I can't see this being terribly useful in randoms with uncoordinated monkeys sailing around. But mm. in divisions or in competitive, I could see it being really useful in competitive where caps are so important. Um, and, you know, we because you always you get that stalemate always happenings where the Des Moines and the and the Moskva always go to the same fucking places on every map mm -hmm. um, to be that radar pest to keep any DDs out of the cap. Well, you can negate that now suddenly. And uh, that that makes some interesting counterplay. I, I, look, if it was a... Um, now, I... I, I and Pedro, please don't answer this. I know, I know, it was listed as a consumable. I would love to see if it was like a special, like flow plane or something that was. I'm not said it's chaff, so it's just going to be chaff. But um, I, I would have loved some way that you could have countered it by shooting it down. Maybe if it was a plane icon, but yeah, if it, then it'll come down to the duration there. But there will be no way to counter it, which will be frustrating for some as well. Yeah, which is why I think it won't be sixty seconds either, because that's basically just giving you a cap. So I think you'd find that it'd probably be like a 30 second duration. And I'm just speculating here, obviously. So 30, 30, sec 30 seconds in ranked is long enough to take a cap. Uh, what is it? Isn't it 36 seconds? Oh. Depends on the season. But generally, like there's certain clan battle seasons for some reason are 30 seconds. Others are 40, others are 60. And you're just like, what's the cap time on this map today? Oh, it's 30 seconds. <laughs> right. Oh no, it's actually 40 because of the cyclone. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, uh, I, I don't know if it'd be balanced if you could make it so you could like basically guarantee a cap. Um, but if you could, uh, if you could negate the you know that almost one minute radar that a Des Moines can can deploy uh, down to being uh, a 15, 20 second duration where the actual ship is actually spotted, it could make for more dynamic gameplay. It, it could, and I'm not I'm not against this gimmick. Um, I'm, I'm like it's not like I'm going to be a pitchfork person. I actually think this is thinking outside the box. They're trying to come up with a counter to something that has had no counter other than just use islands to dodge, so you can't take fire or wiggle your ass as you try and disengage. Like, um, it, it's a good move. Um, but my, my only disappointment with the whole thing is not the support CVs in that it stays at even tiers. I think maybe there aren't enough paper ships for some nations like Germany or um, the Soviet Union, but we really should be having CVs at every tier, um, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Well, I'm against any CVs coming back into the game until they fix the spotting, frankly, but anyway. I don't necessarily agree with you. I like the idea of keeping them at fixed tiers for several reasons. Number one, if there's ever a fucking ranked season at tier seven or nine, you don't have to deal with them. But that's you know that's a bit of a selfish reason. But actually, it 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 makes the matchmaker less reliant on like so. If you have tier like CVs are probably the least popular ship in the queue by a large margin. And if you have a CV at tier 7 waiting around for fucking, you know, like three minutes, that's already putting the matchmaker in there. You're going to get a fucky game territory. And honestly, I don't want to have to deal with fucky game territory. I don't want to have to deal with a 5v5 with two CVs. Like, you know what I mean? Especially if you're in a, um, a vessel that has no AA. Yeah. So... I, I, I can see that point of view. I do. I, I can. Yeah, you, you're both probably right. Like, 
one of the reasons why CVs weren't popular in the first instance was they weren't well played and matchmaker took dumps probably it took forever to find sometimes find games so you're probably right that due to their popularity even though they're better than what they were it's probably better to have them at reduced matchmaking um, levels if we ever get cross-server battles, like, if it gets to the point in the game's life cycle where we need to merge the servers, depending on whether we get a population that is higher than now, or if it's already past that point, I think it could be use I think it could be viable then, if we have the combined queues from all regions, but I don't think we have the player base to support tier 5 and 7 CVs. Well, you, you, you touched upon something. When, when they moved, um the clients into war one wargaming center and you didn't need to have an eu na asia or cis client anymore i was really hopeful that in the next year we would move to say something like war thunder where every region logged into one client and then you picked your server like i would pick na eu and my ping to all of them's not bad and that way you'd have ranked 24 7 uh, randoms like I, I really think for the longevity that that should have been an idea that they would have looked at early on i'm not sure why they still maybe, maybe it's people having accounts on multiple servers and buying print multiple premium time and ships but that was definitely a thing with the c server sorry do you call it the asia server the c server what do you call it oh uh, asia server oh uh, look because it, it, SEA. It, i don't call it sea because it's not southeast asia um it's based in singapore but it covers um for china japan korea up to india even though some of those players now play on eu it, it covers more than just southeast asia it covers asia so you can i call it asia Pacific, okay APAC. oceana then Right, well, so there used to be special pricing in the India region for World of Warships, but there were a lot of people using VPNs to say, hey, look, I'm from India. Give me all these cheap <laughs> premium ships. So I suppose that's not really an issue gameplay-wise, but you could make argument. you could make several arguments, which... You know, like, I don't want to talk about the one thing that I'm thinking about right now because, you know, it's like, it's murky. But there's, um, yeah, that's just, so, with cross-server matchmaking, right, you're going to have players from various regions and people from different regions have different player styles. So it would be a complete meta shift. The C server, the Asia server, whatever the fuck we're calling it right now. I can't remember what we just said in the last conversation. Meeting up with the EU server, the CIS server, and the NA servers, all four of those metas clashing together is going to be not necessarily a good thing for people from all regions. Let's say that the, the C meta is the one that becomes prevalent. Um, a lot of people don't like that passive camping meta. A lot of people really, really despise that alleged passive camping meta that that server has but but and you see server. you see that in so-called good players on eu they'll they'll sit back and be passive and then rage against their team when they just push in and die like um all living trains like I, I i you watch different streamers and you, you see the ones that get good damage are the ones that sit back and that will farm Good damage doesn't necessarily mean good impact. No, that that is that is that is a very true. But to many people, unfortunately, they think that good damage is everything. 
Well, that's why you get to the big numbers and the PR. It makes my name go purple because I've sat <laughs> back with my arranged model last gas spamming HE. Oh, look, I've got, a, I've got a Conqueror that's got purple damage of 170,000 at 300 games, but I've got a 35% win rate. Hmm. Noob teams, no support. Yeah. yeah, you, I've been sitting at the back. So, this clash of server styles might not necessarily be healthy for the game as a whole. So, it's, it's, it's probably like, they probably have considered it. We already have cross server clan battles. I think, if anything, if they were going to do it, they would probably test it in, like across. I mean, we already have the PDS, which is basically cross server. So, the technology is there. In fact, yeah. like, I'm just. Like, they literally have this. We have the accounts linked on the PDS, so... Correct. That, that, that's what I mean, like, um... Ah, oh, yeah, Clan Battles, but King of the Sea, like, you'd probably... But it'd be... Once you're still in, you'd still be able, like... I'm thinking of War Thunder, we can go in and say, I'm on the one client, I've got access to all servers, but I only want to play on the NA cluster of servers, because I have the best ping for that. So you could still pick... Which one, so if you played rank, um, if it was shut down for the NA server, you could only play on EU or Asia type thing. Um, but for randoms, you could pick, I want to play on NA and EU, and that way it would include players from both. Uh, um, it, look, it's, ju it's just something I think, um, uh, digressing, that it, it's long overdue that um, in a game in today's day and age, it really should be doable. You'd also be diluting the amount of people that you can actually, like, talk to in a battle. Like, you, you play on NA, most people speak English there. On the EU server, it's kind of like... It, I'll type in team chat, and as if there's a 80% chance that the person that I'm trying to talk to doesn't speak English, just because, you know, there's a lot of languages there. Uh, you know, and also a 10% chance that they're just not looking at chat. Actually, probably more like a 40% chance that they're just not looking at chat in general, plus yeah. the 80% chance they don't speak English. So it's like, you know... Now, that would be in every game. So, like, the social element of the game might be a lot harder to keep up with. That's, know, that's, that's fair enough. That, that, that is fair enough. We're lucky on the name that most, most people can understand some form of English. We all remember what it was like being on the Box Talk server, though. Oh, yes, yes. Um, when, when people would talk in chat on your team and all you'd see is boxes because they'd have a Thai client version or another client. And the thing is, I, I, I've got Google Translate. I can copy and paste. Like, why it came up as boxes was a very frustration. Big frustration. Google Lens. Google Lens is magic. You can point um, your phone at text and it'll translate it. It's actually amazing. Correct. So why why that why we got a client that just showed boxes? So my team could be saying, okay, um, early on, and this is a frustration, and then people would chat, 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 and all you'd see is like lines upon lines of box, and you don't know what your team's doing, and then you're dead, and all, all you get at the end is noob team. Um, <laughs> but they they could be talking about the weather, but the thing is, you don't know. They they could be saying, I'm going to do this, and you just they look at you as you sail off on your own to a cap to die. As why. Did he do that when we told him that everyone was going to go over here type thing ranked? Um, they might be saying, hey, Grifer, big fan. I'm going to subscribe to you on Twitch if you come over to this cap with me. And they could be. Like, You'll just never know. You'll just never know. Never know. But, um, oh, look, it was one of the reasons I, I moved to NA many a year ago, but mine was ping related. Um, we, we had the cable cut to... Um, Asia from Australia, so my ping was at 1700, so it was unplayable. Um, so I just moved servers and never looked back.
Alrighty, uh, we're moving on to our last topic. Um, something that is probably near and dear to our hearts. Um, I haven't done much of it, but um, F FR25 oh. it is it has been released. It's a new premium a vessel. Gentlemen, what are your thoughts on the vessel? Painter, I will let you go first. I fucking hate it. It is complete and utter garbage. Basically, what FR25 is, right? You take all of the good parts of an Italian destroyer, you take all the good parts of a French destroyer, and you chuck them the fuck out the window, and you take all the rest that's left, mash them together into this fucking hull. You got a French hull without French saturation, without French fucking, um, what do you call it? Main battery reload booster, without AP, with, uh, you know, you, you don't have the Italian speed boost to go with the Italian smokescreen. You don't have any viable DPM. Your torpedoes, you can't stealth up. You are just... The one thing FR-25 is good at is dying quickly <laughs> because you have a speed boost and you can charge at the enemy and maybe you'll pop a smokescreen on the way. Hey, 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 hey. It's got a nice permanent camouflage. That, it's, that is its best feature. I think that about wraps my opinion. <laughs> yeah, and look, I don't think I can expand on that. Hey, that that was pretty perfect. I've seen people describe this as a as a tier seven Paolo Emilio. It is not. It is not a tier seven Paolo Emilio in any way, shape, or form. For one thing, Paolo Emilio gets good good matchmaking. This gets terrible matchmaking. Like you're you're ending up in games against Paolo Emilios in this thing. It ain't fun. <laughs> uh, so it sounds. I was just going to say, it sounds like it's a ship only for collectors. Um, our general consensus is save your money. It might be the next Christmas crate freebie that everyone gets that they didn't want. Oh, yeah, this is the Makarov in the making, for sure. Does anyone Has anyone checked the news articles to see if it's got that little tagline saying, please note balance changes may be applied to FR25 if deemed necessary? Because I'm deeming them fucking necessary. It's fucking garbage. Let me, let me, well, I've, got to, I've got to open in the premium shop because I want to. We I want to make sure before we hung crap on it that it was currently available. Sixty-eight hundred doubloons available April first. The most recent change they made to it was to nerf it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Why did you nerf it? Yeah, no, it, it does say it does say it. So I'm in the premium shop for cash, and halfway down it says, if deemed necessary, balance changes may be applied to FR25. Well. It's deemed unnecessary by us three under unanimous um, consensus. So, what would you fix? How would, if you wanted to fix FR25, what would you do? Um, uh, you, you could do a few things. Look, you either make it a gunboat with better DPM. Uh, you, you give it French saturation, because if you're not going to give it a gun, you've got, you got to give it something to survive, or you give it longer torps, like Italian torps, and you give it some alpha damage. It needs something that it can do damage with, other than I'm going to be a liability to my team. That And it, this is going to be a boat that's going to just get people lost karma. Yeah, the torpedo alpha definitely needs work, because you can, if you do your yellow Emilio attempt in this, if you manage to single out a battleship, Unless that battleship's at like maybe two thirds health maximum, you are not going to kill it. They uh, mm -hmm. even if you land all six torps, and so which means it's a 
yeah, you'll do some damage and you'll take you'll take 40 or 50k off him, but you know, you'll die in the process. So what's the point of that? The great thing about a Paolo Emilio is it can do it two, three times in a game. Uh, if if used well. This well, doesn't matter how well you use it, you're gonna die at the first attempt. Plus with a Paolo, one rack will kill one ship and you've got three racks. You're gonna lose yes. triple strike full health ships. It's amazing. This thing struggles to kill one ship with both sets of torpedoes, and it doesn't have the increased speed boost to get in there. It's got, no. 20, it's got French 20%. It doesn't have the turbo boost of your Smallland or your Ragnar or your Paolo. So you... you, you yeah, so you could, limit, you could limit the duration of the speed boost because it's currently two minutes. It doesn't need to be two minutes. But take that down to a minute or 50 seconds or 40 seconds, whatever. And give it a little bit more and give it a, And give it a, a more speed, yeah. Yeah, just give it the Italian engine boost instead of the French engine boost. Yes. Like it, it, I, I'm happy with the SAP and the um, HE, but it, it, oh, look, who knows what they're going to do. They're never going to change the overall... Now that it's released, in my opinion, they're never going to change it drastically. They're just going to tweak small things, maybe DPM by shells or a little bit of range or a little bit of alpha on the tops. They're never going to say we're going to up the range from this thing to like 10 kilometers. It's never going to be a drastic change, unfortunately, I believe. I wouldn't mind a significant buff to the SAP Alpha, so you can at least trade with, you know, other DDs. Because, because like, if you want to play a... It's just worse than Vaclin. How do you pronounce that? Vauclin? Vauclin? You know, the TSM. Vauclin. Vauclin. I get told by so many French um, speakers. It's one of my boats I don't pronounce well. Yeah. Vauclin. 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 Look, I'm more impressed none of you have even mentioned the overwhelming AA ability on this boat as well. I didn't even notice. It's got AA. Uh, AA strength in game of 13, it's medium range is to 3.5k, DPS is 116, flak strength of 0, so short range is 2 kilometers. so it does nothing, it becomes a free food for HE dive bombers. So what you're saying is it's got better air than Cossack? <sighs> no, co 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 oh, look, I reckon the Gallant <laughs> at tier 6 has um, a better AA and that, that, that thing throws like a, a wet fish around. I'm saying is this boat has better torpedoes than Cossack and better air than Cossack. So clearly <laughs> it must be a god tier destroyer, right? It it's got an angry be. Italian bloke on the bow throwing calzones at planes. <laughs> Mamma mia! <laughs> yeah, look, yeah. I, 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 as a final say on it, I'll just say do not buy in its current iteration. Is this, is this your official review? Are we going to be submitting this part of the podcast as a review of the FR25? No, this, this is my review. Uh, I, I didn't even do a YouTube review for it because... Um, it's I, not worthy. You wouldn't want to inflict that suffering onto somebody who thinks that they're winning something. Can you imagine, like, it's the first time you've ever won a ship giveaway, right? And you're all excited, you know, you, you wait a couple of weeks, the crediting comes out, and you're like... <gasps> I've I've won a I've won a ship. I want to get oh it's my first preview. It's an F twenty. This is shit. Or even worse, even worse if they're new to the game and they got it and they're going. Oh, it's a premium ship. I saw 
Uh, my favorite streamer do so well in this clip. I can do better. It's a good ship. It's a good ship. And for years, I'll maintain it's a good ship and that um, their team is crap. I, I see people do it with Tiger 59. I, I have, I've seen people say that Tiger 59 is a supremely good ship as they get blapped uh, game after game after game. Say people say it with Marlborough. I mean, you know, there are people that will would, that have convinced themselves that Marlborough is a good battleship. I can see where the Tiger Fifty Nine argument comes from. The problem is the support style of ship doesn't work in the game. Like the the I'm like so so Tiger is basically the ultimate support ship. You know what I mean? Hat smoke radar hydro. Not very much DPM. I think hmm. it's got the offensive AA, I can't remember. It is basically. Oh, it does, but, but the AA, the AA is not very strong. It's. It's a support cruiser. There's just no meta for it. Because. Why would you bring a support cruiser when you can bring a DPM cruiser like. Chapayev, that also has radar. Except it has guns. And very good guns at that. And stealth radar. It's, 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 you know what I mean? It's, like it. And a better hole. Uh, look, to, to be honest, Tiger 59 on the paper looks awesome. It, it, it's got the heel, it's got the smoke, it's got the radar, it doesn't have um, hydro, it's got DFAA, it's got Minotaur style guns, 152mm. Like, you, you look at it on paper and you go, this thing actually looks not bad other than the underwhelming AA, but... It needs torps. It just needs torps. It's it's the lack of alpha. It's 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 a good it's a good killer of DDs if the DDs are stupid enough to sit broadside in at you to get radared. Yeah, the stupid thing is, like, there are a lot of stupid, there are a lot of people who are stupid that you can't, maybe they just got, like, maybe they just had back-to-back -back games where people were stupid, and they think it's really good because people are stupid. Well, look, Tiger 59 will come up against FR25, so let us hope that the Battle of the Stupids will have a victor. And then My money's on the Tiger. <laughs> Well, on that note, I'm going to thank our special guest, uh, Painzor, for his company tonight. I know it's um, after midnight for him now, so he's got he's got another three or four hours of um, his day to continue. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah, it's good to see you. Thank you very much for having me on. Um, thank you to Bex. Um, thank you to everyone for listening. If you do want to reach out to us, um, I'll keep a, our uh, podcast email in the description. You can reach out to myself or Bex via the official discord we're on there uh, you can ping us on my um twitch discord and don't forget i've got two weeks left on my gpu giveaway that's a personal plug sorry everyone that I'm giving away nice can, they, can people XP. get can people get in contact by the 1-800 number uh 1-800 number in the us if it's bex for think of a carnal activity apparently it is a real um adult line we, we found that out by pure chance as a complete side note but thank you all for your company um and we will catch you again in the game or we'll see you on two well we'll talk to you again in two weeks bye for now